What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Week 8 edition of The Cut. Sean, Christian, and Randy are here for all of your mediocre fantasy football advice. We appreciate you guys tuning in. Christian, how's it going on this Friday night? It's going pretty well. Long work week. Got another couple days of work, but excited to be here and talk some fantasy football. Um, Hoping I can win some matchups this week. We'll see. Randy, uh, anything to add to that? Uh, Pretty much the same. Last night of work for me for the week, but... Got a whole lot of home records. I know Christian does too, so <laughs> going to keep going, and hopefully I beat Sean in Dynasty it's as a payback for that bull crap he got the last week. <laughs> Man, it must, it, must be, it must suck to have homework, guys, huh? Listen, almost done. Late. Almost done. So thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Uh, we are recording a little bit later than we normally do. We had some stuff come up yesterday we weren't able to. So we appreciate it. Hopefully you guys, you're getting a good start to your weekend. You're tuning into the cut. Uh, If you'd like to support the podcast, shoot us an email at officialcutpod at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at the cut FFL and like and share us on Facebook at the cut FFL. And we are on Instagram now. Shoot us a follow there at the cut FFL as well. And subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, What we're going to go over today, we're going to go through our week eight preview. We'll preview the one o'clock, four o'clock Sunday night, Monday night games. We will do our starts and six of the week leading into week eight. We'll give you some flex questions in our flex on them segment, and I'll get into my suit-ups. There are some uh, a bunch of injuries that people are looking at, so I'll try to touch on a few of them to see what the prognosis looks like. We'll go ahead and get right into it. Of the 1 o'clock games, we have Bears, uh, Chargers at the Bears, Seahawks at the Falcons, Giants at the Lions, Jets at the Jaguars, Bengals at the Rams in London. Buccaneers at the Titans, Broncos at the Colts, Eagles at the Bills, and Cardinals at the Saints. Um, let's start with the London game, uh, Bengals and Rams. This is this just going to be another another crap show when it comes to the Rams? I mean, the Rams are favored by thirteen points, and it's forty eight and a half over under. Randy, how bad do you think this game's going to go? And do you trust any? Cincinnati Bengal at all? Uh, I think this is going to be a really bad game. I, I think the Rams are going to dominate this. Uh, I think every single one on their team might have a good game. It's going to be pretty bad. Uh, but for that matter, I think there is some upside for the Bengals receiving core. I'm not sure about Tyler Boyd uh, just because Ramsey may shadow him. We don't know yet. But either way, he's been getting doubled pretty much the last two or three weeks. So, I mean, kind of a picture poison between Tate and Erickson. And, I mean, at that point, you're just hoping for a huge upside where you're most likely going to get, like, five points. So, (laughs) I mean, I'm not really excited on that side of the ball. Christian, for the Rams, does Brandon Cooks get back to, I don't know, like back-end wide receiver two production, or is he going to continue to be the one that takes the hit when Robert Woods and Cooper Cup are playing well. I think he's going to continue to be the one that takes the hit, but I don't necessarily think that anyone really takes a hit in this game. I think that if you have anyone on the Rams, you're starting them, uh, including Jared Goff. I think, like Randy said, I think this is going to be a terrible game. I think this might be the game that the Bengals turn to Ryan Finley and see what he's got at quarterback because, man – I don't see Andy Dalton succeeding. He's been okay this year. I'm the one that's always behind him, but 
the Bengals season is is done, and I think the Rams are going to put a stamp on that in London this week. Yeah, I mean, we probably thought the same thing when they were at home against the Buccaneers, and then they went ahead and gave up 50 points. So I'm it, it's definitely – I mean, the the idea would probably be that the Rams are just going to take control of this game, but, I mean, who knows? Obviously, in football, it's different, but fantasy-wise – yeah, I mean, Gerald Everett is a uh, top 10 play this week, especially with a couple tight ends on by. Uh, Todd Gurley th- didn't have any kind of injury designation going into this one, so he should be a good start. There's going to be no Malcolm Brown in that game. So you could maybe even look at Daryl Henderson if you're needing a, de- a deeper flex in, in larger leagues. But, yeah, I mean, you probably can start all three receivers with confidence, but maybe uh, – kind of adjust your expectations with Brandon Cooks most of all. I think Cup, Cup probably has a much better game than he's had the past two weeks. And then I think Woods might find the end zone again. I mean, he has one touchdown all year, which is pretty crazy. <laughs> well, if you count the ones that have been called back, then he probably yeah. has like four or five. He's got like seven. <laughs> um, anything else to say on this one, guys? Nope. Some... Joe Mixon is a rough start. And I'm forced to do it in a couple of leagues, and I'm very sad. Oh no! I'd rather start Daryl Henderson. Is is would that would that league happen to be dynasty there, Sean? It's one of them, yeah. Oh man! Hmm. <laughs> I mean, it's either him or Rashad Penny. Okay, well, <laughs> yeah. Hey, Randy, are you above 500? I am not. I didn't think so. Soon to be though, if you're playing Joe Mixon. Yeah. He still and won't be, I believe Dante Pettis. Aren't you like two and five? So that wouldn't work. Yes, he will be soon, though. Well, as soon as how I play you, t- you and then Christian next week, I-, I think that gets me pretty close. You're still four and five. Uh, that I would that's... put me in, I think, fifth or sixth place. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm already. I'm in fourth. Anyway, moving on. Um, Seahawks and the Falcons. Seahawks are favored by three and a half, fifty-three and a half point over under. Does seem like Matt Ryan is going to play in this one. He did get back on the practice field in limited fashion on Friday. Um, first for the Seahawks, Christian. I mean, if Chris Carson has he struggled a little bit. I mean, it's a relative term. Um, he's still been able to get a hundred yards, but do you think he gets back into the RB one tier against this? I don't even. Can you even call this Falcons defense a defense? I. Hesitate to. They're gross. Yeah. Um, yeah. Chris Carson is fine this week. He, I have him in a couple of leagues. I'm rolling him out there confidently. The only thing I worry about is that this might be a rush game and that they just throw, throw, throw. But if they do that, they're going to score early and they're going to be up because I don't think this Falcons team can really hang with the Seahawks. So I'm kind of shocked that it's only a, a three and a half point favorite to the Seahawks because I just don't see how the Falcons are going to stay in this game, which means that Chris Carson is going to get a lot of work. Randy, with the Falcons trading away Mohamed Sanu, how high does this move Calvin Ridley this week and moving forward? I mean, the Seahawks secondary isn't anything to write home about. So is, is he a wide receiver to play for you? I think this pushes them closer to that territory, but I think this more cements Hooper as the top five tight end of the year. I think him and Sanu and Freeman had more 
of the same target area than Ridley really does. Ridley's kind of a deep shot for him as well as a possession guy, but I think Julio is going to just keep getting fed work, and this game seems to be kind of like the Jackie Moon playing for fourth place bowl, but this is the bowl for Dan Quinn's job. They're, Every, they've already said love that, everybody. I know. They've already talked about deciding their future in their week nine bye. Hey, it's coming up next week. You got Matt Ryan giving all he can just to play this week, just to try and save his job. I, I, I could see him getting fired next week after a big loss here. Do either of you guys have any interest in Justin Hardy in deeper leagues taking over Ooh. kind of the Sanu role? <laughs> no, no. I mean, who? <laughs> yeah, I know who Justin Hardy is, but uh, maybe, maybe a dynasty waiver wire claim just to see what happens. Nothing else. Is he available in our dynasty league? No, I, I have no idea. It's Justin Hardy. You think I've checked that? <laughs> yeah, on that note, we're going to talk about another game. Jesus. <laughs> Jets and the Jaguars. Jaguars favored by six at home, 41 and a half point over under. Um, Gardner Minshew has been a popular streaming option for the last couple of weeks. Didn't do as well last week. Um, the Jets just gave up a couple touchdowns to Brady. Are you guys, are either of you guys, do you have interest in, in Minshew as a streamer? Yeah, for sure. I, I'm starting him over Matt Ryan in a league because, number one, I think that the, the, aforementioned game is going to be a, a shit show. But number two, I think that Gardner Minshew gets it right this week. I don't think the Jets team is very good. I, I talked about it a little bit last week, um, and they kind of showed that against the Patriots. I know the Patriots and Tom Brady are a lot different than the Jaguars and Gardner Minshew, but I think he's going to have a QB low-end QB1 type of day, probably high-end QB2. I don't know, Maybe. man. I think this is going to be a, a middle-tier QB2 game again. I think he's been looking worse and worse, and I think this game kind of cements the Foles taking back over. I don't think he takes back over next week. I think they give him another week, but I just think it cements it. Keep an eye on Chris Conley because D.D. Uh, Westbrook hasn't practiced all week, and he's questionable going into Sunday's game. Um, Conley got a lot of targets when DD left the game last week. He scored a couple touchdowns. Uh, would either of you guys have any interest in him if you're looking for a play? Kind of if you're maybe waiting for Westbrook and you find out he's inactive going into the game? No, not really. Just because it's a one o'clock game, you have so many other options to go yeah. from. I'd rather just take someone else. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Let's move on to the Chargers and the Bears. Bears favored by four and a half. The over-under is 40, which is pretty gross. Um, did you guys hear Matt Nagy's comments after the Bears game last week? Yep. Sure did. Uh, no, I, I know I got to run the ball more. I'm not an idiot. You're well, the one that's making these decisions, man. He, well, he, he actually wasn't. Yeah, he wasn't calling the plays. So, so I'm yeah. sure he can go to his offensive coordinator and be like, hey, Call more running plays. Well, the thing is, is he just blatantly called him an idiot to the media and then said, you're not calling plays anymore. So I don't expect that offensive coordinator to be back next year. Well, next year, maybe not next week. <laughs> <laughs> so the other thing is, the last time Matt Nagy was just fully handed all the play calling duties was the emergence of our old friend <laughs> Kareem Hunt. So yeah. 
And that's when Kareem Hunt went like four straight weeks going 20 plus points. I don't know if that's any kind of occurrence here, but there's a shot. I mean, if he's blatantly went out and had a big complaint about not running the ball, I mean, the Chargers get beat through running the ball. So, so are you could, starting David Montgomery then? In a flex capacity, it depends. But yes, I mean, obviously, if I'm deciding between him and someone that's like, if I'm deciding between him and Golden Tate, I'm probably taking Golden Tate. See, I would go Montgomery in that scenario. Yeah, it's an upside play. It's... Yeah, I, I mean, those two, I would probably lean Montgomery also. Um, are you guys expecting anything to come? Are you guys expecting production from both of the Chargers running backs? I, I, I know I keep saying it, but I think Melvin Gordon is eventually going to start to look like maybe not all the way to his old self, but he's going to have flashes, and I think this could be the start of it. I mean, Latavius Murray just Wait. had 100-plus yards and two touchdowns against the Bears last week. Well, since they've lost Hicks, there's two straight games, 100-plus yard runners that dominated. Yeah. So, yeah. And if anyone's going to be doing that, it's going to be Gordon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I kind of agree. I actually almost put Gordon as my running back start of the week. Uh, I chose not to because I don't want to lead people astray if he continues to look like crap. But I, don't I, think, I, he I looked- think it could be the week. I don't think he looked like crap last week, though, in my opinion. it I mean, we went in saying it was a hard matchup for him it coming back to full strength. I mean, I it's just – I think the Bears are going to try and get this right, but I don't think they can counteract this running attack. And the Chargers should get Russell Okun back this week, too. Yeah. Well, so and be a the, huge to the line. And they shouldn't be down in this game, and that's when Eckler's lethal. Yeah. Uh, Especially with how I mean that that whole Bears offense looks terrible right now, and I think a lot of that falls on their number two overall quarterback. But it, yeah, it's not good. Um, and I'll talk about Keenan Allen a little bit later. He did pop up on the injury report with a hamstring injury. Christian, I know he's your favorite guy. If Allen's out, do you have any interest in Mike Williams? Yeah, I think so. Um, if anything's going right for the Bears, it's their their pass defense. So I kind of hesitate to say that, but like we've talked about, the the air yards that Mike Williams get gets is the top of the league right now. Um, I think that he could have a big game. I think that he's due for a giant game because we know he's talented. Uh, I don't know that it happens. I actually don't know that Keenan makes him better or Keenan being out makes him better but I yeah I don't I don't think Keenan make being out makes him better I I think it may increase it's definitely going to increase the target share because it has to but I definitely think if Allen's out there even in a somewhat limited capacity it's way better for Williams he can't be going against the number one options he's very talented but he's not that level yet I I mean he's gonna have the size advantage on Fuller though if that's who he gets matched up against yeah I think if Allen's out, Austin Eckler be, becomes probably a high-end RB2 again because I think yeah, that I mean, he takes possibly. those receiving targets. You're probably, you're probably starting both Chargers running backs either way right now. I, I, could, yeah. I, I think they can both have production. So, yeah. But, but, yeah. I mean, and, Hun- I, Eckler, and Hunter Henry. Yeah, Eckler could outscore um, Gordon if Allen doesn't play because he will get targeted a lot more in the passing game too. 
Um, you guys got any other games in the one o'clock slate you want to touch on, or do you want to move on here? Uh, thick, thick. Well, I mean, what you got one, Christian? Yeah, I actually want to talk about Giants Lions. Matt Stafford is one of the best quarterback plays this week, in my opinion. The Giants defense has looked a little better. Um, Let me they, just say that's also my opinion, Christian. Fair enough. <laughs> um, I, I don't think they're going to hand the ball or hand the reins to Ty Johnson. I think that instead they're just going to throw the ball a lot more, and I think Stafford's going to be able to pick that defense apart. Um, I do think that that might be a decent game, though, because the Lions defense hasn't looked good at all, and I think the Giants might be able to keep up. Slay is going to be out, as far as I've heard, so that makes them even worse. I also believe Snacks is questionable to play. So and they trade a, they just trade a Quandre Diggs. Yeah, right. so their their defense is definitely getting worse by week here. I don't and, know. The, I mean, the Giants' offense hasn't looked good either, though. But yeah, but you you got Golden got, Tate. But, you right. got Golden Tate coming back full health, and you got Saquon Young too, right? Yeah. I mean, their their offense is looking better. It's just about it didn't 30, look good against the Cardinals, though. Well, thirty five percent of their offensive drives is a turnover. It seems like so. <laughs> it is so, and it's all Danny uh, dimes to the other team. So, yeah. I mean, but I, I expect I have in my sights a big game for Golden Tate this week. So, if that happens, I think this is going to be a close game. All right. Well, let me ask you this: since we're talking about it. Um, Marvin Jones coming off the huge game last week, but he's kind of uh, he was kind of held in check a couple weeks prior. Uh, who would you guys rather start, Golden Tate or Marvin Jones in this one? Um, Marvin Jones. I'm going Tate. I'm probably going Tate also. I think that just the sheer volumes there, and I don't see another game where Kenny Galladay, uh, excuse me, Kenny Galladay gets two targets. So I, I think this is more a going to be a Kenny Galladay game going against Janoris Jenkins. And um, so I, I would probably lean Tate. Yeah. Tate, Tate's getting six-plus catches a game. It's not even – Especially, I mean, with no Shepard, yeah. Yeah. And uh, the, only thing, the only thing that would worry me about that is, is Stafford gets locked into targets a lot. So he, he's going to focus on one guy usually. His best games are when he focuses on one guy somehow. I don't understand that, but it always happens. And I, and I like I said, I'm kind of leaning that it, it would be Galladay if that did happen. Yep. All right, let's go ahead. Let's move on to the 4 o'clock games. First game we'll take a look at is the Carolina Panthers on the road against San Francisco undefeated San Francisco 49ers. Niners a 5.5-point favorite, a 41.5-point over-under. Cam Newton has already been ruled out, so another game for Kyle Allen. Uh, Christian, you put in our docs, our doc notes here. You think this might be the game of the week? Um, are you saying that from a fantasy perspective or a game perspective? Because I don't know. Both quarterback plays kind of scare me a little bit. I have to play Garoppolo in a league. It's a fourteen-team league, and I'm out Lamar. I'm down Lamar this week. So, and I'm not feeling good about it. But I'd rather probably play Garoppolo than Kyle Allen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I do think this is going to be the game of the week. In terms of fantasy, I think it might be one of the worst games of the week because these two defenses are awesome. I mean, we haven't really seen anything from Jimmy G this year. Kyle Allen has flashed, but he's Kyle Allen. I don't, I don't necessarily think that he's going to be able to succeed against the undefeated 49ers, especially in San Francisco. So 
I, I think it's going to be a great game to watch um, if you like defensive football, which I do, um, but not everyone does. So maybe it's not the game of the week for everyone, but in terms of the quality of the two opponents, I think it comes down to that and probably Packers Chiefs, in my opinion. Any um, – what is your guy – Grandy, what's your expectation for Sanders? It seems like he's going to be active for this one. And uh, Shanahan came out today and said he's going to play a lot. How, yeah. like, how, how are you feeling about starting him this week? Uh, I'm confident. I think he's usually when teams get these new shiny targets, they try and feed them the ball early and often. We saw it with Antonio Brown and the Patriots. That's probably the most recent case, but that's that's what's gonna happen this week. I'm not sure. I'm not sure he has a real explosive game, but I think he has a safe game of five plus catches. The only thing I'd be worried about is James Bradbury has locked down opposing wide receivers this year. Um, he's done it to Mike Evans twice. And uh, if Sanders was the draw, I don't know off the top of my head if it would be San- if it would be Sanders for Bradbury or if he'd try to match up on Pettis. But that would be the only thing that scares me. But I, I, I see where you're coming from. If you guys had to pick one of the two, would you still would you lean Garoppolo over Allen, though? Yeah, just, I mean, I'd rather face the Panthers' defense than the 49ers, but that's not by a lot. Mm-hmm. See, I'm actually the opposite. I would rather have Kyle yeah. Allen because I think that he has better targets um, in in terms of just a complete team. He's got McCaffrey out of the backfield. He's got two receivers that are very competent, and he's got Greg Olson. I think that there's too many targets for the 49ers to shut him down completely. I, I I just don't think Jimmy G is very good, so I have never been on the Jimmy G train. Uh, I was when two years ago when he was tearing up. But, I mean, he's fourteen and two as a starter in the league. It's hard to argue that. Yeah, I mean, wins and and great quarterback play don't necessarily correlate. Well, I mean, you're talking a guy that you're talking a starting caliber quarterback against against a backup. So the play playing, I get where I get where you're coming from. But I, I don't know. It's it's hard to argue that I, – I think it would be hard to argue that Garoppolo isn't better than Kyle Allen. I mean, it, it's obviously matchup-based, but yeah. I don't know. Moving on here, uh, the Oakland Raiders on the road at the Houston Texans. Houston's a six-and-a-half-point favorite. It's an over-under of 51. Uh, one of the top waiver pickups this week was Kenny Stills. Uh, Will Fuller is out this week. Randy, how are you feeling about Kenny Stills in this one? Well, I'm going to talk about him later, but I I mean, he's – I love him this week. I love pretty much any target for the Texans. <laughs> I mean, we just saw everyone on the Packers roster get a catch last week. So uh, – and they are definitely even more susceptible now without Gary and Conley. Uh, Joiner in the slot's been awful. I mean, it's – I expect – that Stills, Kiki, and Hopkins can all have a big day, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure they're going to be able to run the ball a lot, so I expect the, a lot of options through the air. Either you guys have any streaming interest in Derek Carr? Um, if Williams is in and Jacobs is in, yeah. yeah it's it's I, very slight, but still. Yeah, I mean, I think that. <laughs> you'd have to be in a, in a real pinch to want to do that. Um, but you, 
you could be at this point in the season. There's some bye weeks, um, and I don't think it's the worst play. I think it's better than both the quarterbacks in the last game we talked about. So Fair. Um, any interest in Carlos Hyde as a flex play this week? No. Uh, I think they're going to – I think they're going to try and throw early and often. I I mean, like I said, every week the Raiders' run defense is actually good. Top third of the league. I mean, if they're getting blown out, obviously teams are going to keep running, and that's going to obviously intensify that number. But it's not like even Aaron Jones last week had an amazing day on the ground. Like, they were just killing them through the air, and they're going to do that this week. Yeah. Uh, Josh Jacobs does have a, it seems like he has an AC joint sprain. He hasn't practiced all week, but that's one of those injuries where he can get a cortisone shot and be good to go. And it sounds like that's what's going to happen. So there's probably not really much risk there. And then the last of the four o'clock games are the Cleveland Browns on the road at the undefeated New England Patriots. Patriots are a 13 point favorite, 46 point over under. Do you guys think coming off a bye, uh, Christian, I'll start with you. Does the Brown, can the Browns offense surprise and play a little bit better than the other opponents that the Patriots defense has faced? Or is this just going to be another lockdown performance from uh, what is right now the highest scoring defense in like the last 25 years? I think that the Browns can play better. I don't think that that's going to prevent the Patriots from being a lockdown. I I think that the Browns are going to be able to move the ball a little bit, but the Patriots are still going to be able to create turnovers. And that's what's really getting the Patriots defense this many points is the turnovers and the the defensive touchdowns. I could very well see a defensive touchdown for the Patriots in this game, but I do think that the Browns will be able to move the ball down the field because they have so many weapons. They have a competent quarterback. they have a great running back. They have a, probably a top five running back right now. So I think that it's going to be a little bit different than what we've seen from the Patriots defense. But I, don't I would probably, I would probably agree. Um, I, I would have to say Higgins is probably active for this one. It's it's strange that he wasn't active the game before the bye week, um, and the Browns are going to get both of their starting corners back in this one. So the Patriots offense might not be able to do as much. They're going to be Browns are going to be down Demarius Randall. Um, they're starting safety, but they will get greedy, greedy Williams and Denzel Warbeck. So this could be, this may be a closer game. I don't that 13, that 13 point line seems awfully high. I, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm just being an optimistic Browns fan, but I, I, I think the Browns might keep this close. I mean, that line's coming from Monday night. I mean, they went against the same pretty – I mean, let's be honest. It's the same caliber quarterback. They have different strengths than each other, but it's the same same year, same caliber. They're both going to be great. But but one one of those quarterbacks doesn't see ghosts. Yeah, but – Well, at least I read the defense to see the ghosts out there. Can he? Can he? Yeah, <laughs> I, I, Christian. After last week, I don't think that's the right. But time that, to talk about but, that. <laughs> but that's why the lines here is because they just destroyed that Jets offensive line. Who, I mean, they did have some injuries, but in most cases, are better than the Browns offensive line. And well, 
and uh, they couldn't get Robbie Anderson open at all, even through eight targets. It even seemed like Robbie Anderson was kind of quitting on the, the routes because he was like, well, I'm not open. Can't do nothing about this. So, I I, I mean, even Crowder was shut down. I, I don't yeah. really know what to expect. I mean, I, I think Bell had a pretty good day, so maybe Chubb can get this going for the Browns offense. But this line is here because they expect the Patriots to not only get a bunch of sacks, but cause Baker to throw off his back foot, just like Darnold, and get four or five picks. Well, and the Browns four are or five picks. Jesus. Well, Darnold just had four, and Baker's pretty much leading the league in interceptions, and the Patriots are leading the league in getting interceptions. I know, but that number still just seems very high. The yeah, Browns it seems have, high. The Browns are going to have a new left tackle, too. So, yeah. I don't know if Thank you guys saw the Jesus. Yeah. Oh, my Lord. I mean, I don't know who they're going to on their roster that's better, though. I just. Exactly. It's going to be Justin McCray. He can't be any worse. Greg Robinson is terrible. But does it? But that's what I'm saying. It doesn't matter if it's the left, right, it, guard. Set. We've seen every one of the Browns off of offensive linemen on the ground this year. Yeah, it's I not. Know, but of the five, Greg Robinson is arguably. Listen, man, the the Patriots are the kings of disguising their defense and switching last second, and Baker can't handle that right now. I think they're going to be ready for them to come out of this gate. They're going to come out just like Week One, firing on all cylinders that first drive. And then one bad thing's going to happen, and it's going to be kaput from there. We're going to have a Odell drop on a twenty-yard out route that he seems to run seven times a game, and we're, it's just going to be really. I just expect something bad like that to happen, and then we get defeated. And kaput. well, and we saw them quit basically against the Forty ers and I think that might happen again here. Uh, I, uh, I don't know. Um, well, I, I know it's hard to hear from Browns fans. I get it. <laughs> oh, shush. You're a Patriots fan. He's a Browns yeah. fan first, probably, right? No. Raiders. Yeah. Raiders, Browns, Patriots? Raiders, Patriots, Browns. Probably. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, they, hey, yeah. I'm not, I've, but <laughs> I've, never, I've never strayed from All right, let's, ranking, let's bring it back so. here, gentlemen. Let's yeah, yeah we should. For the Patriots side, I would – I personally – don't have Muhammad Sanu in any leagues, but I don't think I would want to play him this week. I would want to give it a couple weeks. I don't know how you guys are feeling, but uh, it goes back to the same thing I brought in earlier. We've already seen them pump the new guy with targets. I don't know. I think he gets at least four plus catches. I mean, I think I one's think in the end zone. It's flex consideration. They want to, I mean, they're ever adapting their offense. So. It could be early and just get four catches, and then they run 35 times. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I'm playing him. So. Yeah, I, that's probably where I differ. Then I, I would probably give it a week. Um, Sunday night, it's the Green Bay Packers on the road and the, at the Kansas City Chiefs. It's going to be the Matt Moore show. Uh, Packers are favored by four and a half points on the road. I'm guessing that line is all about Mahomes not being active, obviously. Over under is forty eight. I I think that the Chiefs are going to be able to put up some points in this game. I think Matt Moore is a competent enough backup, and I mean the Chiefs still have weapons. Sammy Watkins is going to be active for this one. Hill looks like he did before. Um, both Damian Williams and Lashawn McCoy don't have any injury designation going into this one. I don't know. I I, 
I'm maybe on I may be on the losing side of this, but I think I think the Chiefs put up some points. I think the most encouraging thing was more and Tyreek Hill having that connection last week. Um, so I don't know if you guys saw the play, the the deep bomb to Tyreek, but Tyreek, it was a broken play. Tyreek just it was supposed to be a, a nice under route, and Tyreek just like turned it on and broke past the defender. And more put that ball in a bucket. Well, he did, and that's the thing. Like he already has a little bit of chemistry with Tyreek Hill, so that's the only reason that I would agree with you. I really don't think Matt Moore is that good of a quarterback. Um, I think he can keep them in the game at the very least, but I think the Packers win this. I think that's a, a pretty good betting line. I, I don't think I'd take the Chiefs here. Brandy, Brandy, uh, break the tie. Um, I think okay. So if McCoy can get 70 plus yards this game i think this line's right i think it's going to be a close game and i think he usually could this week so i mean i i'm confident enough in matt moore not to win the game but to make it a game because we've seen him do that time and time again until he gets knocked out (laughs) i mean and that seems to happen a lot too i don't understand that but uh i i I mean they got so many weapons it's hard and Watkins is back this week Mm-hmm. I mean, I could see a close game just because of the weapons. And- I think I might be more confident if it was Matt Schaub, like if if they switched back up quarterbacks with Atlanta. <laughs> yeah, I I mean, and I, like you said, Sean Shady and and Damian don't have an injury designation, but they've transitioned, and it seems like Shady's going to be more of a workhorse than he has been, um, which I think is good for their team because Damian Williams sucks. He sucks. Randy, for the Packers, no, uh, Devontae Adams is doubtful for this one. Uh, Geronimo Allison, uh, MVS, are you starting either of them? Uh, oh, God. Uh, Geronimo. I'm not touching MVS, man. Really? He's been ultra disappointing. He has got, I think he's got like nine catches with Adams out. It's yeah, some, but I mean. It's something dumb like that. But he's got – I mean, he's got the big – I mean, he showed it last week. He can have two catches but still get 20. Yeah. Against the well, it was it was pretty much one catch that got him any kind of relevance. Yeah. And yeah, I but, think – But he had well, way more – he ended up with way more fancy points than Geronimo Allison. I, I don't know, man. I, I, but I, that's more of what I'm kind of saying here is I don't think I'm trusting any of them. Okay. Yeah. I mean, of the two, I lean MVS, but I, I can see a scenario where you don't want to play either of them. Um, I, I'm wondering if the Packers on the road try to feed Aaron Jones more than anything else, even with Rodgers coming off that bonkers performance last week. So that'll be interesting to see. Aaron Jones is obviously a top 10 play, I think. Um, I, 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 can, I can see him getting a receiving and a rushing touchdown in this one. Well, Anything else to add? Not really, no. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, wh- I, are you just streaming Jimmy Graham here? Are you plugging him in no matter what? Or yeah, I mean, I you almost have to. Like, yeah. I mean, there's there's some other options. Or I mean, if he's not getting a touchdown, I'm not sure he really helps you too much. But he's probably the only red zone option besides Aaron Jones. So. I mean, I, it's just more of a question for somebody. Yeah, I, I, mean, I don't know. I, I think you have to. Hmm? All right. The uh, uh, I, I guess this is I guess this is called a football game on Monday night. 
Miami at Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, a 14-and-a-half-point favorite, 42-and-a-half-point over-under. Um, <laughs> I, I don't even want to touch on this game much, but um, I will, I'll start with uh, Devontae Parker or Preston Williams. Are you guys interested in either one? Not really. Uh, I, I think that the Steelers' defense – is gonna just dominate this game. Um, if if I had any interest in either, oh no, um, it it might be Preston Williams because I don't think the Dolphins get into the end zone, and that's what's made Parker fantasy relevant for the most part. I don't know, Randy. Um, so here's my thing: is obviously my heart says Preston Williams, but. My head looks at the numbers and sees that Williams was the more effective guy with Rosen and Parker's been more effective with Fitzpatrick. I just, but the Steelers defense has kept getting better. They kept getting better in the secondary and more healthy. I think they try and take away Preston this game and live with kind of, I don't know, man. It's going to be tough. I, I really don't want to trust either. Just play right. somebody else. If I had to pick one, I, th- I would just go with Preston because I believe in his ability more. But I think this is going to be – we had a decent game from Fitzpatrick last week. I think he doesn't have a decent game this week. He either has an explosion that everyone loves or he has that five picks that everyone hates. Uh, it's going to be one of the two. I don't think it's middle line here. If I had to pick, I would say – I mean, I'd rather play Deontay Johnson, especially if Rudolph's yeah. going to play in this one, than either of Same. those two. Um, and then James Conner, this is a per, this is the all systems go perfect matchup for him to be a top five back this week. He, he seems like he's going to play. Are, are you guys on the James Conner train for this one? You can't not be. <laughs> I mean, if James Conner isn't a top five running back this week, then he's never going to be a top five running back. Um, well, he, he was his last game. I know, so. but that's what I'm saying, though. Like, he should produce even more. He should be a top three running back this week. Yeah. I just worry that maybe those injuries – he was a little banged up. Maybe those are lingering, and they turn to Benny Snell a little bit more than they have in the past. I just – I mean, throw James Conner out there, go win the game, and then pull him and put Benny Snell in. Same way the Vikings do with yeah. Cook and Madison. Exactly. That's that's kind of what I expect this week. Any interest in Mason Rudolph? Yeah. Uh, yeah, slightly. I'm starting him over, I want to say, Jameis Winston this week because I think that he's going to just ball out. Right, you got it. I mean, you almost have to take advantage of the Dolphins matchup if you can. Yeah, definitely. All right, that'll do it for our Week 8 preview. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll get into our starts and sits. Welcome back to our week eight episode of The Cut. We're going to get into our starts and six leading into this week. Starts and sits of the week. We'll start with the quarterback position. I'm going to go first. My start of the week, we talked about him a little bit earlier during the uh, preview. It's Matt Stafford. He's on fire right now, and he looks the healthiest he's been in two years. Also, he gets to play against the Giants' abysmal defense. Uh, the G-Men D is averaging 21 fantasy points per game to opposing quarterbacks and almost two touchdowns per game. We talked about it, too, that the Lions are probably going to be throwing the ball a lot because, like Christian said, they're probably not going to want to hand the reins completely over to Ty Johnson. This makes Matt Stafford a great play this week. I'm starting him over, a guy I'm going to talk about in the sits, and you can fire up Matt Stafford this week. 
Yeah, we've already agreed with that. Yes. <laughs> the, the only thing I want to quickly add is we've kind of said that we don't think uh, Johnson's going to get the full reins. I do think he's going to get probably 65-plus percent of the workload. But like you said, this is a Stafford game all the way. So the really the worry there is if he gets receiving work. Which I think he could. Yeah, we just haven't covered it, so I want to do it real quick. Yeah. All right, well, moving on to mine, and uh, trust me, I don't like to say this, but Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, this does feel kind of gross. <laughs> it feels real gross, but it's it. a good, good matchup, and he looked good last week. I mean, not, I mean, he looked good for Ryan Tannehill, I guess I should say. He didn't look, <laughs> he didn't look like Rodgers did last week, but he looked good, and I don't see them really being able to run the ball a lot this week and he gave he's gonna probably give both of their receivers eight plus targets and <laughs> I, I just see good things i mean i i should contribute this to usually what i give Kirk cousins line like that 200 or 250 and a touchdown or two and that can win you a week from a stream position yeah i'm <laughs> i'm actually taking your your advice here and i am streaming Tannehill and this is where it gets a little crazy. I'm starting him over Carson Wentz. See, I'm considering starting Derek Carr over Carson Wentz. <laughs> I, I'm nervous. I about don't think him. I don't think I would go that far. It's uh, it's, it's close for uh, for me. Like uh, I, I initially had Teddy Bridgewater, then Drew Brees said I'm playing, so I picked up Ryan Tannehill because I got scared, and I, I I completely agree with you, Randy. I think he has a heck of a day. So I'll go right into my quarterback. It is Josh Allen. No one on the Eagles has been able to stop quarterbacks from being productive. The Eagles are 24th against quarterbacks. I think your floor here with Josh Allen is a low-end QB1, and he could easily be a top-five guy this week. The Eagles' offense should be good enough, and we were just talking about it. They should be good enough to keep up with the Bills because the Bills, when you look at their offensive production – you wonder how they're winning so many games. I don't necessarily know that that happens because the Eagles are kind of shaky right now, but it could be more of a shootout than we expect. I think that Allen has that rushing upside, and I am pumped to put Josh Allen in my lineup this week. Yeah, I'm with you there. They're not going to be able to run the ball. So, I mean, yeah, it's it's going to have to be all through the year. Yeah, John Brown touchdown. Here we come. Or – It'll be through the air, but also it could be with Josh Allen's legs because that's a different yeah type of yeah question. right. So you're telling me that quarterback rushing is different than running back rushing? My mind is blown. <laughs> I'm channeling my inner Troy not, Aikman. <laughs> not if you're Lamar Jackson, it's not. Don't get Christian started. <laughs> All right, let's move into running backs. I'm going to go out on a little bit of a limb here. My running back start of the week is Lashawn McCoy. It's going against the green a little bit, but I'm trusting him. He's out-touched and out-snapped Damian Williams two two weeks in a row, and the Packers are, Packers are averaging 116 yards per game to opposing running backs. I, uh, Andy Reid, I think he's going to rely heavily on both running backs in this one, preferably McCoy, especially with no, with no Mahomes having to give Matt Moore the start. I think McCoy's going to get the goal line work. I think he can get a couple touchdowns. He's going to get a couple targets out of the backfield too for when Matt Moore does throw the ball. So I'm I'm trusting Shady in this one. Agreed. Yeah, I'm with, yeah, I'm with you. He like I said earlier, he's their shot to be in this game. So. Yep. All right. Well, unfortunately 
for uh, you two. I'm going to go with Sony Michelle as my running back star of the week. This is not chasing the points, trust me. <laughs> uh, but he, like, by that I mean he really didn't have an amazing day running the ball. He, he only looks, got about. He looks better, man. He's, he's looking better better every but, week. But the line's still not healthy, and they still are rotating in linebackers and linemen at fullback. But he is trying out there. I mean, he doesn't look bad anymore, but he still only had about 40 or 45 yards, and it's mainly because they were just trying to clog that line. That and line that line is I, that line still doesn't look great. No, it's it's not going to be great until they're healthy or yeah. they trade for Williams out of the Browns' <laughs> wheelhouse there. Uh, but that's what I mean. It's it's going to be a day where we've already I've already went out and said that unfortunately I think the Browns are going to have one screw up and then they're going to quit almost. I hope it really doesn't happen. But either way, I can see Sony Michelle keep getting these goal line carries. I do think the Brady sneaks were kind of an anomaly matchup proof thing. And I I think he gets at least 80 yards and a touchdown. So it's not the sexiest start of the week, but I mean, he's definitely he's definitely an R, he's an RB2. I mean, he's just, that's what he is. And if he can get 80 yards and three touchdowns again, then he's an RB1. But I don't expect that. But I do expect the Patriots defense to dominate again. Yeah, and I mean, you look at the last couple couple games against the Browns defense, uh, running back-wise, I mean, Chris Carson went over 100 yards. Matt Breida and Tevin Coleman both went over 100 yards. Um, so, it, I mean, picking straight up, Strictly on the matchup against, it's probably it's definitely not a bad play because the Browns' rush rush defense has been non-existent. Yeah, I don't know why we signed Sheldon Richardson, but uh, moving on to my guy, I touched on it earlier. If you have any Los Angeles Rams, you should start them, and that is uh, no exception to Todd Gurley. The Bengals are thirty second against running backs. If you didn't know, there are 32 teams in the NFL. That means the Bengals are the worst at stopping running backs. Uh, Jared Goss went up and down. This isn't it, – it's a home game on paper, but they're in London, so you're going to get road Jared Goff. Um, I think they're going to rely heavily on Gurley. They haven't really done that necessarily this season yet, and I think that this is the perfect opportunity to let Gurley just go have fun He's, it'll be like playing backyard football for him. I think he's going to have at least two touchdowns, probably eight. And, <laughs> and and despite the fact that he's been underwhelming this season, I think that even if the Rams go up early and then turn to Daryl Henderson in the second half, Gurley is a top 10 running back. Yeah, I mean, you. you have Gurley, you're starting Gurley, but what you're saying is to maybe heighten your expectations a bit, and I can agree. Let's move on to receivers. I'm going to kind of tackle on to Christian's quarterback start of the week. My wide receiver start is John Brown. He's been Josh Allen's favorite receiver this year. He's a big play threat. And, oh, yeah, he plays the Eagles. The Eagles are the worst defense in football when it comes to defending long passes, and that's exactly where John Brown makes his money. He's had at least 50 yards and four catches every game this season, and the matchup against the Eagles secondary is just way too good of one to pass up. So, come on, guys. Don't be a clown. Start John Brown. I like that one. I, I endorse that. <laughs> I, I'm just I'm just mad that I read it in the show doc before you said it. It was already shaking. My head. Like I, I was just like son of. A 
yeah, I, I already said John Brown touchdown. I agree. And I know Christian does too. Always. <laughs> touchdown for downtown John Brown. All right. And for kind of the same reason, my start of the week for wide receiver is Kenny Stills. I think he gets a touchdown this week in a long variety. And I think he gets at least four catches again. And he dominated on that last week. Uh, it's going to be a wide receiver three performance guaranteed for me. So that's an easy flex play. He was your pickup of the week for me. And I think he's a starting flex of the week for me. But I mean, I don't, I really don't see him having a bad game. I don't see a possibility against this Raiders secondary. Real quick question. Would you start Kenny Stills over Tyler Boyd? Me personally. Yeah. I was questioning putting Tyler Boyd on my sets of the week. The only reason I didn't is because he's still getting the targets, but he's getting just try. Every team's trying to shut him out. Yeah. But it, I mean, I understand trusting Boyd more, but me personally would go stills. Yeah. And I, and I didn't bring it up earlier, but also there's a high chance that the Texans are without their three starting defensive backs. So this game has a chance to be a shootout. And if the more scoring this gets, the better chance for Kenny Stills to blow up even more and have that league-winning Kenny Stills week. Yeah, for sure. I'll roll right into mine. It is Juju Smith-Schuster. It's been a while since I had something nice to say about this guy, but everything's lining up for him. He has a plus matchup. Miami isn't the worst against receivers, uh, but they are in the bottom third. They're they're 22nd. Uh, He has Mason Rudolph back, who, while he is his second choice, he's definitely better than Devlin Hodges. I think this game might be a little closer than the line. I don't know that I'm confident in saying that, but, I, I mean, the line is, what, 14 and a half, I think we said. that That's extremely high. I think that if, like Randy said, if Fitzpatrick has one of his Fitzmagic games where he throws for four or five touchdowns, Juju's going to be a, a great play this week. Um, it sucks that you have to take a shot on a Monday night player, but – I think it'll definitely be worth it. Yeah. We we even said we could trust Deontay Johnson this week. So I don't know how we can't trust Juju. I mean, obviously he obviously is gonna get the most attention. Yeah. But I uh, I mean yeah. they have they have nothing really. There's not adding, anyone. Adding Rudolph is going to be a huge help for him. Yeah. I I mean and like you said, if if it's fits magic, it's better. I mean if it's it's tragic. Maybe he gets a higher touchdown upside. But up, so, bump. Yeah, that yeah I, had to, I had to try an up, upside, Sean, there. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, let's move into tight ends. Uh, I, I struggled a little bit, but I'm going to go with Gerald Everett. He's been a top 10 tight end two of the last three weeks, and he's getting the targets from Jared Goff. We already talked about that you want to start. We've kind of beat it like a dead horse that we want to start all the Rams in this game. He's shown potential, but it finally seems like he's coming into his own. Uh, this season, the Bengals D is very not good. They're down a couple of secondary players and Everett should get a ton of looks in this one. And he might even have two touchdowns. Yeah, I agree. I think he's probably my, Ooh, probably. Oh, I think he might be my third ranked Ram target this week. I think it's Gurley and cup and then maybe Everett just because woods just isn't getting as much production as he has been. So I definitely mm-hmm. with you here. All right, well, uh, moving into my tight end side of the week, and I know Christian really loves this one, uh, Johnny Smith. <laughs> Johnny. 
Well, that's what you say, but you also can't pronounce Alvin Kamara, so I don't trust tomato, you. Tomato, tomato. Who is Peyton Lindsay, dude? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Joe Christian. That's exactly. Joe. Insert Snoop Dogg meme. <laughs> All right. Well, I and we got confirmation before the show today that Walker's out. So this is just plug and play Joni Smith and run with it. He's got a tremendous matchup, and obviously my start of the week, Stanahill. I don't know which wide receiver to trust fully, but I'm going to trust Joe New to have that blow-up game that he had last year. No, I, mean, I think it's, I think it comes this week. Yes, For tight ends more than any other position, you want to chase the matchups. Yeah. And yeah. Smith has a, good, has a really good one. Well, so a little bit of background on Joe New Smith. I had texted Randy my DraftKings lineup, and he started trashing on it and saying, do you really want to put Joe New Smith in your lineup? And I think – what I said may have convinced you to put it in here, Randy. Is that is that true? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it was that, and then getting the more confirmation that Walker was going to be out. Yeah, I mean that's a huge part of it. I don't know that it yeah. is, man. I think Jonah Smith is right now today better than Delaney Walker, talent wise. And Maybe. yeah, probably just because he's he's got fresher legs, athletic, but they're basically the same guy. Yeah, who knows, Honestly. Christian? Who's your? <laughs> it is Josh Hill. Um, we, I believe Jared Cook is still listed as doubtful. I'm, There's no way he plays. He didn't practice all week. Yeah, yeah. I, I think we're going to get the out designation here tomorrow. Um, the Saints are playing the Cardinals. They get eaten alive across the middle, and, and tight ends are no exception. A lot of Josh Hill's targets are in the flat, um, but he makes the most of them. He saw the end zone last week. He won me some money on DraftKings, so I have to give a shout-out to Josh Hill if you're listening. Uh, thank you. If you're listening, <laughs> and, if you're listening why? Uh, yeah. Um, Go play football. Uh, well, I think Josh Hill is going to be a top 12 tight end this week for sure. Yeah. I, yeah. I, it's not a terrible – I mean, it's not a terrible – I. it's so hard not to just want to go up against that Cardinals defense. Disclaimer, especially though. Especially disclaimer. Yeah. If Breeze plays, he's not. If Bridgewater is the starter, yeah. then he is. Uh, yeah, I'll give you that mainly because I think Breeze can work around the Patrick Peterson matchup with Thomas, and I'm not sure Bridgewater fully can. Obviously, Thomas is going to get some play. I just don't think it's the the usual thing. Yeah, Peterson I, Peterson's great. I mean, let's yeah. people forgot that. Yeah, <laughs> let's move into our sits. My first one, um, it's Carson Wentz. <laughs> The Bills' defense is only averaging 12 points per game against opposing quarterbacks, and they're the best defense in football against quarterbacks at home when it comes to fantasy points. No Deshaun Jackson again; he's already ruled out. Wentz doesn't have all his weapons. Uh, this could be the game. This could be a game where they the Eagles turn the ball over a couple times. I'm I'm taking the North Dakota State Bison, and I'm fading him in this one. Yeah, uh, to be fair, I didn't even know that you put him in your sits of the yeah. week when we were <laughs> talking about it, and that yeah. just reinforces Thanks, that none of us want to start Carson Wentz this week. Yeah. Yep. I mean, if, I, if I'm legitimately considering playing Carr over him just to have a safer floor, I think that says everything. Yeah. But, hey, <laughs> I'm going to move into mine. My first one, and you said there's no Deshaun Jackson this week. I'm going to say there's pretty much no Alshon Jeffrey this week. He's 100% in the game. Don't worry about that. But I'm not trying to play him against Jadavius White. He is going to shut him down. It's not even going to be 
close. He he legitimately has to get a touchdown to hit the ten point threshold. Yeah, it's not a, it's not even fair, and they're they're gonna take him away because Ertz hasn't been looking good, and I I can see Ertz having a better day this week, but they're just gonna take away Alshon and make anyone else beat them. Yeah, I, I initially picked up Dallas Goddard in a league because I think he's the guy that beats this team. Uh, yeah, I don't want it to touch really any Eagles. <clears throat> I'll roll right into mine. It's Curtis Samuel. He's coming off a solid game two weeks ago, the last time they played. Things look to be aligning for him. However, it's a terrible matchup. We talked about it earlier. It's going to be potentially the game of the week. If you like defense, it's not going to be good for your fantasy team. Throw last week out, and you still have a top five defense in San Francisco. I say throw it out because it was that that muddy, gross game where, of course, there was going to be no offense. But you throw that out, and San Francisco is still dominating the league. Um, I expect not so great things from Curtis Samuel. You could be a no-show. Yeah, absolutely. My I mean, second – Oh, hold on. I, I, I see it, but my only thing is I kind of trust him more than David Moore this week. What, DJ, what do you think on that? DJ Moore, you mean? Oh, sorry. DJ Moore. Yeah, sorry. Uh, Yes. <laughs> I, I think I do, and I think I'd sit them both. I think, okay. if anything, Curtis Samuel sneaks into flex two range if you have two flexes. If not, then I wouldn't play him. Okay. I, I, compl- I agree with you. I was just kind of checking my own. Worries there, making sure I was thinking right. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. So my second uh, sit this week is Philip Lindsay. He's been out snapped by Royce Freeman in back-to-back weeks, and the Colts defense has given up under 100 yards total. So running backs in the same stretch. I think the Broncos are going to have to play from behind in this one, which doesn't help Lindsay at all because he doesn't really catch passes. It's they put in Royce Freeman in those scenarios. Lindsay's not utilized in the passing game, so I think. Freeman outscores Lindsay in this one. I don't know if I feel very good about either one of them. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Although uh, I thought it would have been Peyton Lindsay. <laughs> Sorry, Sean. Uh, did you just did you just like whiff on my joke that it was a joke earlier? Yeah, no, 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 oh, yeah. no. I I knew it. I just wanted to bring it up again. <laughs> 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 well then, yeah, Colts defense is looking a lot better. Yep. With Leonard back, I'm not sure I trust either one. I agree here. Yeah. It's even, actually, sorry, it's even hard for me to trust Sutton this week fully. Obviously, he's going to get the targets, but it's going to be tough. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, moving into my last one, and hopefully the last time I ever have to say this, but please, 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 please do not play Joe freaking Mixon. Ever. Oh my God. <laughs> do not play Joe Mixon. Except Sean. I, I got a text from Sean last week in the first quarter. Oh my God, Joe Mix is looking great. He got a receiving touchdown. And whoa, then whoa, did absolutely. No, no, no. You were right. You were right. You were right. It looked good. He got a receiving touchdown early. He did absolutely nothing after that. that my text said nothing of the sort. <laughs> All I said was Joe Mixon scored a touchdown. That's, oh, yeah. yes. With, I'm pretty yeah. sure there was a few exclamation points there, though. Yeah, one. I don't know. Check the tape. Uh, we'll have to check the tape. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, but either it way, me, it helped me to be crazy. Yeah. Fair. The seven points. Yeah. That's his ceiling now. Is seven freaking points? He's bad. He's. I looked yesterday. He still started 
last week in 68% of ESPN lineups. Are you kidding me? If he started in more than 30% of lineups, you're I mean, ridiculous. If you absolutely talent where you drafted him, it's hard not listen, to if that's it's hard fair. not but to play him. You have to you have to realize when to cut bait. You have to realize in a bad matchup. With... No, no, no. <laughs> but you keep him on your bench. You don't cut him because you're not going to pick up anyone's anywhere near as talented. Uh, uh, but you're you're sitting him and you hope he gets one big game so you can trade him. You're not going to play him ever. If you if you have an option, do not play Joe Mixon. He is so bad this year. They can't block anything for him. And they're not using one of the top five receiving backs in the league in the freaking receiving game. Yeah. It, I'm so done with this offense. It's, it's gross. Tune in to next week when we talk some trade deadline stuff. Uh, you will definitely see Joe Mixon on that yeah. list. Where, where you sell Joe Mixon for half of Corey Davis. Gross. Oh my God. All right. That's ridiculous. <laughs> Get out of here. I'll roll into my guy, my my second sit of the week. It pains me to say this, but it's Derrick Henry. Tampa, Tampa Bay's run defense is definitely no joke. They've shut down uh, Christian McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook. They limited the San Francisco backfield to less than 80 yards, which is a feat in itself. Derrick Henry has eclipsed the 80 yard mark four of the seven games this season. However, it's just a terrible matchup. I think the only way that Henry provides value in your lineup is if he gets in the end zone. And I don't think that he really will. Um, I think that their their touchdowns are coming through the air. But as a side note, he's still an RB1 right now. So get your faces ready. Barely. Yeah. Absolutely. He's on the cusp of not being. Yes. However, if you're an on-pace guy, he's on pace to finish higher than the RB11 from 2018. So, Yeah, and, to re- and most of that Tariq Cohen stats were based on receiving work, which Tarek Henry doesn't get. Yeah, that doesn't matter, though. Because he's on pace. It for, does. He's on pace for more fantasy points, though. It's been it's been seven weeks. Yes. If you're I said if you're an on pace guy, I'm not listen, just if you realistically think Derrick Henry is gonna get <laughs> that many fantasy points, you're ridiculous. He already has over a hundred. Uh, okay. <laughs> and he's and he's this high because there have been major injuries to let's see, Alvin Kamara, Saquon Barkley. I mean it's shut up. And he's, he's not gonna be that. on here. He might. He wouldn't be on here if Josh Jacobs didn't have <laughs> didn't lose fifteen pounds in two weeks and not yeah. in a good way. Yeah. Like <laughs> I mean I, Jacobs has looked better than him this year easily, in my opinion. I mean that may be a little bit homer, don't get me wrong, but <laughs> Randy and I can agree that Derrick Henry won't finish as a top twelve running back this year. Um, let's move on to our flex on him segment. Hello, folks. You know what really grinds my gears? People who don't know how to flex properly. Let's go quick with these. Um, I'm going to give you the two guys that we had the questions about. Uh, first one, Kenny Stills or Ty Johnson? Stills. I'm going Stills just for upside. I'm going Ty Johnson. Um, I, I, I think he's going to get some passing work, and I do think he finds the end zone. Uh, Robert Woods, Golden Tate, or Mike Williams? Uh, I gotta go. Go Golden Tate. I'm gonna go Robert Woods. I'd also go Robert Woods, but I, Williams yeah, I gets an either. upgrade. If obviously, if Allen is out, I think I'm considering Mike Williams there. Um, James White, David Montgomery, or Shady McCoy. That's tough. Shady. 
I I want to go James White. My heart. I'm going to go Shady. My heart wants to go Montgomery because I think they're going to feed him the rock, but it's too risky. I think you could probably start all three of these guys. Um, yeah. And hey, man, Matt Nagy's not an idiot. What? True. But his offensive coordinators. <laughs> all right. Pick pick one of these four tight ends: Vance McDonald, Jonu Smith, Eric Ebron, or Mike Gesicki. Uh For I think for me it's Jonu Smith easy, but I can. But Vance coming back is a really good matchup. Ebron always has the touchdown upside of everyone else, and Gasecki actually looked pretty good last time. So, but it's Jonu for me. It's Ebron for me. I'd probably lean Ebron slightly over Smith. I'm, I, and then, I don't like this. I don't. Why are we agreeing? <laughs> <laughs> All right, here. Because you didn't pick a Secchi this time. That's why. <laughs> that's why because I refuse to answer this question. 49ers defense, Seahawks defense, or Colts defense? Refuse to answer. Uh, take your pick. Colts. I would go Niners still. Yeah. Kyle yeah, Allen fumbles the ball a lot. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, I just – I think Colts have a good shot this week. That's a, that's my only – I agree. Defenses really don't matter that much. Except the Patriots. All right. <laughs> yeah. Let's take one more break. When we get back, I'll go through my suit-ups for week eight, and we will wrap it up. Suit up. Suit up. Suit up. You suit it up. Snow suit up. Flight suit up. Penguin suit it up. Suit up! You suited up! Birthday suiting up! Slut up! Suit up! Suit up! Suit it up! Suit up! Suit up! Space suit up! Lawsuit up! Suit up! <laughs> Alright, so for my suit ups, the first one we're gonna go through is Christian Kirk. He has an ankle injury, questionable going into the game. He did get in limited practice sessions all week, and Cliff Kingsbury came out and said that he's a game time decision in this one, which we all know how well that worked out for the Cardinals last week. Freaking David Johnson. I do think he plays. I think it's going to help Kyler Murray a ton, and I do think it's going to help Larry Fitzgerald to kind of take the edge off of him a bit. If he plays, I would probably be okay with starting him. Next one is Alvin Kamara. He returned to practice Thursday, and Sean Payton expects him to be a game-time decision also. I do think he goes in this one. It slightly downgrades Latavius Murray, but I think you can probably still start both running backs. Obviously, if, if you have Kamara, you're going to start him, but I think you could maybe still start Latavius Murray as well. And then we talked about it before. Keenan Allen popped up on the injury report Thursday with a hamstring injury. Never a good sign for something like that. He didn't practice Friday. I don't think that he plays. And they've already said that even if he does play on Sunday, he's going to be extremely limited. I would definitely look for a different option this week. Hello, Mike Williams. Yeah, maybe Hunter Henry dominates too again. Yep. Don't forget about that. Did, have you guys gotten a full update on David Johnson yet? He's a game time decision. I'm okay. I'm so play Chase at play Chase Edmund. Got it. David Johnson. Yes. I, I mean, I I heard rumors all week that he might even go to the IR. So I yeah. Super, I, I don't I, think I, that's I reality. They don't I don't think it's in, reality. But if it, they don't if bring he does, in, they don't work out Spencer Ware. Uh, if if they trust the David Johnson. Well, they, they signed Zenner. They signed in out for Morris. Yeah, right. So yeah, they signed yeah. two running backs this week. Because their third string running backs yeah. out, they don't they don't bring those guys in if they don't trust if they don't trust that. So that'll do it, boys, for the week eight episode of the cut. How are we feeling? Any comments, questions, concerns before we get out of here on this weekend? No, not really. I just can't wait to beat Sean this week. <laughs> I 
I'm just going to keep saying it just so when I do lose, I can be more mad. Well, I mean, you were helping the fact that Kirk Cousins looked amazing in the Thursday night game but didn't throw a touchdown. Yeah, but, I mean, but let's be honest. If he did, it would have went to my guy Diggs on the other side. So, Did he look amazing, though? He looked, I mean, he looked he, okay. He, I, he, I, he, didn't, he, he didn't complete three passes, one of which was a drop and two were throwaways. Yeah, sure. He didn't. I, I guess he didn't need to be amazing. Um, but concluding, uh, hopefully we'll be able to get out a DFS episode this week. Uh, Randy opened up the show with, we have a crap ton of homework. I'm hoping that we can find some time to record tomorrow and get it out to you Sunday morning, but we'll see. Yeah. We're, we're hoping to get a half hour at like midnight just to, just to pump it out really quick. Just to, cause we most likely won't be able to record one for next week. Because we have our banquet for fraternity, so uh, we'll we'll try everything we can to get it out this week. <laughs> All right. Well, there you go. In the meantime, follow me on Twitter at sword underscore twelve. Christian is at forty underscore Williams, and Randy is at Randy underscore Hall seventy one. Good luck in week eight. Go win all your matchups. Uh, stay tuned. If they they're going to get a DFS lineup out to you still. Good luck in your daily fantasy too. Uh, for Christian Williams, Randy Hall. I'm Sean Ward. We'll talk to you week nine. We gone.